<laughs> Welcome to the Weirding Hour, um, uh, where we're going to tell you strange tales. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, and we also do a craft. And hopefully you can craft along with us and share your craft. Uh, we'll tell you where to at the end of the episode. Um, but I'm Rhea. I'm Boswell. I'm Nina. And today we are looking at cryptids. Cryptids. Rhea, what is a cryptid for those who may not know? A cryptid. And in fact, I actually I got this definition uh, off of Wikipedia, I think. So um, it describes it as an animal whose existence or survival is disputed or unsubstantiated. For example... The Yeti. I hope you're doing the Yeti. I'm not. Damn. Well, no. Did no one do the Yeti? No. <laughs> I feel like that's the biggest of the cryptids. Or like, you know, the cryptid that sold out the most. Oh, my it's God. on Hollywood. I've been listening to so many, like, YouTube channels of people talking about cryptids. And yeah. I love, it. I love these stories. They're so, like, creepy and oh, just... You know, uh, there's so many, there's so many. I, I literally, I just, I want to do an entire podcast about just cryptids. So I'm just going to start a new channel on my own, guys. Okay, cool. Great. Did you just, did you just quit? <laughs> Two seconds into the show. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks for playing. Bye. <laughs> Rear out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but before I go, I'm, I'm actually going to start this week. But before you go, let's talk about our craft. Oh, yes, before I start. Okay, so um, basically, uh, because it's second lockdown, um, we... We have limited supplies of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were doing it because it's it funny. Makes it so much better. But yeah, so basically we decided that pasta was the way to go. So we're going to be doing some pasta crafts. Uh, <laughs> what pasta... <laughs> What what pasta are you guys using? Because I was slightly limited with what was available in the cupboard because both Joanna and myself are doing the keto diet oh, and wow. therefore Joanna, that's my formal yeah. name for her. Who, um, who the fuck is that? Yeah, Joe and I are doing the keto diet and the therefore worst. all we had is a very old packet of um, tagliatelle. <laughs> Oh my god, I love tagliatelle. Uh, yeah, you know, it's you know the G is pronounced more like a Y, and you have to say it tagliatelle. You I did moron. not know that. <laughs> yeah, okay. So apologies. I hope um, you're ashamed of yourself. Italy, I would like to apologise on my own behalf. Um, Another for, country to tick off the yeah, <laughs> who's no longer listening to our podcast. I apologise. I didn't realise the G was a Y, on account yeah. of it being a G. <laughs> but that's on me and not you. So, cool. so wow, that's pretty passive aggressive. Um, <laughs> I need to talk about the craft this week. Okay. What I realised as I was getting my pasta out and touching it today was this might kill me. Oh, oh did you? Yeah, because it's got gluten in it. What if I break out in hives? I'm I quite mean, wary of doing it and then accidentally touching my mouth. Yeah, that's fair play. Also, don't eat your artwork afterwards. But also, do you have gloves? No. Oh, well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not like winter winter gloves, but no, I am like just medical gloves that you to have. let you know. Oh, damn it! No, I do not have medical gloves in my home. Do you? 
Uh, yeah, for all the time that I'm doing prostate exams. <laughs> you knew it was going to be about How is Will? I knew it. <laughs> Tender. <laughs> do you um, tweet so. before you do them? Oh, that's a little in-joke there. Send it out at a... Yeah, no. Um, uh, to be honest, guys, I, I will admit I don't do home prostate exams. Oh, um, I mean, we're, we're all very happy about that. Yeah. I, I think leaving that up to the doctor is is OK. Well, yeah, I think that's, I think it's, it's good, if anything. No one's happier than Will. <laughs> <laughs> cool. OK, so, Rhea, you're going first this week? I am going first, but I want to talk about my pasta as well. Oh, I'm sorry. So I've got spaghetti. Quinoa curry. Quinoa curry spaghetti. Why is it curry? Is it curry flavoured? Listen, I don't know. Listen, hey guys, look, it's French. Is it? (laughs) Yeah, it's French. Aren't they famed for their wonderful, wonderful food? Who who put that hybrid of a nightmare (laughs) together? (laughs) You know what spaghetti needs? Curry. (laughs) That's what it needs. But also it's, it's okay. So like, I'm not very good at cooking pasta because I don't eat it very often. But then this is like literally quinoa. So like, what's the cooking time? Because I, we had some other quinoa pasta and, and I did it wrong. I did it wrong. Um, but I don't know what quinoa I, is. I'm not going to lie. Is that more like a lentil or is that something like rice? Quinoa? It's, yeah. it's grain. So it's like rice. I, I mean, well, I mean, lentil is, uh, yeah, I suppose, I suppose, yeah, a bit, a bit like right. that. <laughs> Is um, quinoa the cryptid that you're doing this week? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Mythical creature. Mythical, its existence is unsubstantiated. We're not really sure. Is it rice? Is it lentils? Who knows? Is it actually pronounced quinoa in Italy? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who knows? I think... It's actually wiener. It's a silent <laughs> I, I <laughs> delicious about quinoa. I don't really like it. Side note: Shall we do a p- podcast on pasta? Oh, yeah, I mean, why not? Like, what a pasta cast? Okay. okay. We obviously have a lot of opinions about this. Yeah. Um, well, we chose we chose a craft that we're all very passionate about. Really. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yes, today. Um, I am going to be looking at a creature that resides in Orkney. Um, and But before I do, I just wanted to, yeah, we, we know what a cryptid is. It's like a mythological be- beast that people say would is real, but they're not sure. So things like the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, all those kinds of things. And then there's also, and I love this, I love that there's a word, cryptozoology. Um, which is the study of these unsubstantiated creatures. Is that a full-on proper job? I don't think it's a proper job. I think it's Mm. a title that people give themselves. But I tell you what. I'll put that on my CV. I want to be a cryptozoologist, guys. Yeah, I would like to be one. Yeah, out there in the world, you know, trying to follow these mythical creatures, trying to take scientific data (laughs) to substantiate their existence but yeah anyway yeah cryptozoology i just love that i love that there's a word out there to describe a field of work that just isn't real so that's (laughs) (laughs) not to undermine our cryptozoologists out there but your job is fake (laughs) yeah it's not real stop doing it but also keep doing it keep doing it stories 
Because to be honest, if they didn't do it, we wouldn't have the material to talk about cryptids today. No, for sure. Mm. Um, so yes. Guys, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, I've yeah. also thought of another problem with the pasta. I'm What's doing that? this on my bed. Like, um, this is the worst place I could be covering in gluten. Yeah. I'll let you know how that goes tomorrow morning. Yeah, gentle viewers, if Nina isn't with us next week, you know why. Death by pasta bed. I, just, I won't die. I'll just still be on the loo. Okay. I mean, maybe it would have been more gracious to just pass away. <laughs> <laughs> For my housemates, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Too much? Dial it back. You know what? I'm okay with you like having the shits and still being alive. Thanks, Rhea. Bob's isn't. <laughs> I always knew you were my actual friend. <laughs> oh, harsh. You just I was said just I saying... should die rather than shit. <laughs> I just said, like, commit, you know, if you're going to do this, do that. No, don't. Don't. That's terrible advice. And I'm saying horrible things to someone I care very much about. So let's move on. Rhea, you were saying about a cryptid in Orkney. In Orkney, in the Orkney Islands. So the one that I'm looking at is called the Knuckle of E. Say it in a Scottish accent. Oh, I, I can't. That's, that's why I'm asking you. The knuckle V. No, I can't either, apparently. Your Scottish accent isn't too bad, though, boss. Rhea. Okay. I, can't, I can't do it unless I hear someone else. Aye, the knuckle okay. Scottish. You've got to speak Scottish. Scottish. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, right. Alienate more listeners. Yeah. Um, oh, by Scotland. In a Welsh accent, but probably not. Um, so, um, give it a go. Uh, maybe later. Anyway, the Knuckle of E is um, a creature that was said to roam the Orkney Islands, and it is um, said to be uh, pure evil. So, like, it's got oh. it's got no other purpose than to terrorize and torment people. Nice. So it's yeah, it's. It's pretty horrific, guys. I wish um, that I could... Well, maybe I will show you a drawing later. I don't know. Um, so, its its purpose was basically um, to make everything rubbish in the Orkney Islands. So, like, it was blamed for almost everything. It was blamed for crop blights. It was blamed for diseases. It was blamed for just anything that could go wrong. It was the knuckle of E that did it. And... If you saw it, it it would it would try to attack you, and it's it's a horrible looking thing. So, it, what does it look like? I'm going to tell you. All um, oh, right. So, it normally resides in the sea, but it would come up from the sea and it would ride around um, the the land trying to find people to attack and kill. So, um, in some instances, it was said to be kind of almost like whale-like. Uh, but a lot of the, the people who wrote about it, it basically, it looks like a horse with a man sitting on it. <laughs> but okay. but also a whale. But also a whale. But also its arms on the, the human torso part stretch and reach all the way down to the ground. Oh. So towards you. Its head on the torso on the human mm. is said to be like 10 times larger than a human head and its neck can't really support it so it kind of lolls around as it's like looking at you Amazing. and then on the horse part of the body 
it has one single huge eye at the front of the horse and it kind of it doesn't really have like a horse like lips it almost like comes to a beak and then on the legs of the horse part of the body it kind of has um fins that stretch back you know for when it's swimming in the sea and it's being a whale for when it's being a whale and um the other part is not just that it's a horse and human torso combined it's that it's skinless uh pretty yeah so it's this skin so you just see the muscles yeah you see the muscles and you could also see um like the veins and the black blood flowing within it this thing sounds amazing um, yeah like genuinely if you look it up there's there's some really like horrific like um depictions of it and it's said to be very fast um but also um it comes from the sea so it can handle salt water but uh the legend also says that it can't handle fresh water so if you manage to get across fresh water um it should protect you long enough to get away from it over winter it's kind of worse and it's more like you know it's running out along the lands and it's it's kind of nothing is keeping it in check but more crops are failing in the winter yeah (laughs) shocking um but it's like um there's something called the mither of the sea which i guess is kind of like the mother of the sea and it's kind of like a a (laughs) but with an eye horse um and she kind of keeps the knuckle of e in check and then when it's not summer it's kind of it's worse. It's, it's, you know, you're more likely to be got, there's more likely to be disease and famine and all that kind of thing. And we forget, yes, that the crops tend to grow in summer. So yes. Oh, um, yes. Sorry. There's also supposed to be a foul smell that comes from his mouth. Uh, so I don't know if that's like the rotting corpses of people he's caught, or maybe it's fish whilst he was swimming in the sea. Um, but yes, he's not, He's not very sort of nice smelling either. And I can imagine that I wouldn't smell very nice if I was running around skinless. Um, yeah, but would it be coming out of your mouth? Do you sweat if you don't have any skin? From everywhere, really. Um, mm. Yeah, maybe maybe my mouth as well. Do you sweat if you don't have any skin? Ooh, that's a really good point. Is it um, a bio smell or is it like definitely not a bio smell because he doesn't sweat? Well, where are your glands? The glands are in the skin, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly. Where are your glands? So I guess the mine personally. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> Running out. around causing the, havoc. The sweat, like he, he's Rhea, get the glove out. Might... <laughs> yeah, I will. He might be. The... Not in my prostate. <laughs> Wait, do we have prostates? <laughs> no. no. Oh man. I mean, you might. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Could yeah. be anything in there. Um. So yeah, edit yeah. that out. Cut that. He he was also blamed for um, uh, afflictions uh, to crops. So just a quote here. If crops were blighted by sea gust or mildew, if livestock fell over high rocks that skirt the shores, or if an epidemic raged among men or among the lower animals, Knuckle of E was the cause of it all. His breath was venom, falling like blight on vegetable and with deadly disease on animal life. <laughs> it sounds quite dramatic until you get to the end of the sentence. He was a blight of vegetable. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're relying on vegetable, like maybe it's more intimidating. Well, exactly. How are we going to get our quinoa? Well, uh, or our cabbages for that matter. Um, So, yes, he would affect other things as well. So basically there used to be a... um, uh, a tradition of burning seaweed, which I think was uh, called making kelp. So I think kelp currently now refers to like other different kinds of seaweed, but literally burning seaweed um, to use, I think, in um, food or, you know, um, crops or what have you, uh, was called burning kelp. And the knuckle of E was said to really hate this. And because it was such a huge tradition on the Orkney Islands, that was why he blighted their crops. So he was really mad at them for burning seaweed. I love the fact that this skinless mouth stinker is like, guys, can you keep the smell down? Like, that is horrendous. I hate it. I like that as an insult. Skinless mouth stinker. Sorry, go on, Ria. <laughs> the past is escaping onto my bed. So I also... Um, Don't die. There was an Orkney folklorist called Walter Trail Dennison who lived in Sunday, and um, he said that he met a man who encountered the knuckle of E. Mm. And this is that man's tale. Tamas, um, and this is, this is our man, Tamas... Are you saying Thomas with an accent? <laughs> I'm literally reading the word. Ah, oh, old Thomas. <laughs> Where'd you go there, Thomas? <laughs> What'd you meet? <laughs> was it the Nucklevy? Because apparently he's roamed in from Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm reading what is written, and it is T A M A S. Right. Okay. Like Thomas. <laughs> um, like his namesake, Tamo Shanter was out late one night. It was, though moonless, a fine starlit night. Tamas's road lay close to the seashore, and as he entered a part of the road that was hemmed in on one side by the sea, and on the other by a deep freshwater lock, he saw some huge object in front of and moving towards him. Mm. What was he to do? He was sure it was no earthly thing that was steadily coming towards him. He could not go to either side. And to turn his back on an evil thing he had heard was the most dangerous position of all. So Tammy said to himself, The Lord be aboot me, and take care of me, as I am oot and no evil intent this night. That was a great Scottish accent. Yeah, I loved all of that. <laughs> Tammy was always regarded as rough and foolhardy. Anyway, he determined as the best of two evils to face the foe, and so walked resolutely yet slowly forward. He soon discovered to his horror that the gruesome creature approaching him was no other than the dreaded Knuckle of E, the most cruel and malignant of all uncanny beings that trouble mankind. The lower part of this terrible monster, as seen by Tammy, was like a great horse, with flappers like fins about his legs, with a mouth as wide as a whale's, from which came breath like steam from a brewing kettle. He had but one eye, and that as red as fire. On him sat, or rather seemed to grow from his back, a huge man with no legs and arms that reached nearly to the ground. 
His head was as big as a clue of Simmons. I don't know what that is. Oh. And his huge head kept rolling from one shoulder to the other as if it meant to tumble off. But what to Tammy appeared most horrible of all was that the monster was skinless. This mm. utter want of skin adding much to the terrific appearance of the creature's naked body. The whole surface of it showing only red, raw flesh in which Tammy saw blood, black as tar, running through yellow veins and great white sinews, thick as horse tethers, twisting, stretching and contracting as the monster moved. Tammy went slowly on in mortal terror, his hair on end, a cold sensation like a film of ice between his scalp and his skull, and a cold sweat bursting from every pore. But he knew it was useless to flee, and he said if he had to die, he would rather see who killed him than die with his back to the foe. He's brave, is Thomas. Oh, he's he mad. is. He's a brave man. In all his terror, Tammy remembered what he had heard of the knuckle of ease dislike of fresh water and therefore took that side of the road nearest to the lock. The awful moment came when the lower head of the monster got abreast of Tammy. The mouth of the monster yawned like a bottomless pit. Tammy found its hot breath like fire on his face. The long arms were stretched out to seize the unhappy man. To avoid, if possible, the monster's clutch, Tammy swerved as near as he could to the lock. In doing so, one of his feet went into the lock, splashing up some of the water on the foreleg of the monster, whereat the horse gave a snort like thunder and shied over to the other side of the road and Tammy felt the wind of the knuckle of his clutches as he narrowly escaped the monster's grip. Tammy saw his opportunity and ran with all his might, and sore need had he to run, for the knuckle of his had turned and was galloping after him, and bellowing with a sound like the roaring of the sea. In front of Tammy lay a rivulet, through which the surplus water of the lock found its way to the sea, and Tammy knew if he could only cross the running water, he was safe, so he strained every nerve. As he reached the bank near another clutch, was made at him by the long arms. Tammy made a desperate spring and reached the other side, leaving his bonnet in the monster's clutches. He had a bonnet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brave and stylish. Yeah. <laughs> and fancy. Knuckle of E gave a wild, unearthly yell of disappointed rage as Tammy fell senseless on the safe side of the water. And I assume woke up sober in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Bonnetless. Being like, <laughs> I've got to I've got to have a good story about where that went. <laughs> anyway, that's the end, really. Um, I just thought that was a very good it was, Yeah, I like that. It was well written. Yeah, like that's that. me. So uh, is it real, Rhea? Um, I'm utterly convinced it's real. I think I think it must be. Um, that Tammy, you've got to trust every word he says. 100%. He's a, Man know. with the bonnet. You know what they say. Man trust, with the bonnet, probably on it. The ball <laughs> knows what he's talking ball. about. Not on, not on the... On the uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Exactly, Rhea. Exactly. <laughs> that is what they say. I enjoyed that. That I can't. Do you know what? I can't actually even picture the monster. It was so descriptive with so many yeah, different things. There was things. a lot going on. Yeah. 
I can't quite put it all together as a cohesive image. Have you got a picture here? Uh, yeah, bear with me. Bear with me. I did actually look it up so I could draw it. How's the pasta going, guys? I'm, I mean, it's been... not the easiest medium we've worked in. I'm missing doodling, if I'm honest with you. Okay, so there's there's loads of different ones. I'm going to go with this one. That's quite a good image. I like that. I wouldn't want to be chased by this. Is there anything you would want to be chased by? Uh, oh, redirect notice. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of things I'd love to be chased <laughs> by. a redirect notice. <laughs> oh, that is not attractive. Hmm. It looks kind of like someone took Deadpool and Nessie and skinned them and merged them. Yeah. In my mind, it was a lot scarier than that. That is just like a man on a horse, but a bit weird. Uh, it need a floppier head, I feel. <laughs> uh, maybe we need that bigger. Um, there was a really good... Um, the long arms, though. Following these like, two YouTube channels. YouTube. 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 And they had quite a good like little uh, animation of it. Oh, it's Monstrum. There we go. I quite liked. So if you guys get the chance, I would definitely uh, listen to that um, that depiction of it because I think it's quite good. Yeah, and that's good to me. Include the um, the fins, wherever I've noticed that the other ones don't seem to include the fins on the legs of the horse. Oh, I found one picture where the head is just a big eye. Oh. Hmm. That's exciting. Anyway, I enjoyed that. I and I've not heard of the knuckle of e, actually. No, it's a good one. It's it's quite mm. a gross one to be like one that we've not really heard of that much. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I really enjoyed how gross it was. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind thing... of a bag. We you think we'd know about it? I find long arms very creepy. Yeah, but that might just be because the there's a dude in Little Nightmares, my favorite video game, that has <laughs> crazy long arms. Um, and also the inside outness, it just made me think of like something from Silent Hill. Yeah. Like yeah. Those proper nightmare creatures. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Which are my favorite kind of creatures, man. Uh, Silent Hill. Those games were everything. I also actually quite enjoyed the film. The first one. Oh, yeah. I loved the first film. Yeah. Um, I um, didn't play. I couldn't play the games because um, I tried and I was too scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are scary, but they're brilliant. They're so good. Okay, is it is it me next? I feel like it's yeah, me I think next. I think it's you next. Cool. So I am going to be talking about the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp. Ooh. Have you guys heard of this? No. Did you come across him in your looking for cryptids, Nina? Uh, no, I came across him in my looking in the shared folder <laughs> that we have, and you filled it in <laughs> yeah. already. <laughs> but yeah, I for once, I did my homework. For once I did my homework and look what it's done. Okay, so the lizard man of Scape or Swamp. So he is said to inhabit areas of swampland that are in and around Lee County, which is in South Carolina. He has also been rumoured to be seen near sewers and swamps and like abandoned subways. But the stories get a little bit, you know, like, meh. They, you know, people have seen him at Burger King, that kind of thing. So I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the first reported sighting of the creature was made by Georgie Holliman Jr. in the fall of 1987. So apparently he was riding his bicycle near Scape. Huh? It's quite modern. Normally yeah, yeah. things are like old myths. 
Yeah, no, this is like the 80s. But shit was crazy in the 80s, you know? Like, so many things now that happened in the 80s, I just think, yeah, now it just would would not be allowed to happen. That's true. That was like when you just said to kids, like, go play outside, kids, in the world. (laughs) Leave. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. And it's good. Um, So, yeah, basically, George was riding his bike near the swamp, um, which is in Bishopville in South Carolina. And what happened was that he stopped for a smoke, apparently, and spotted what he called an unusual sight, which was a seven to eight foot tall reptilian humanoid with glowing red eyes. Uh, and apparently the creature stood there for a little bit before heading back into the swamp when a car passed nearby. Okay, his description of that is unusual. I mean, it is an unusual sight, but I would be like, lads, I saw a big fucking lizard. <laughs> like, yeah, a big human lizard. Anyway, so that's the first known sighting of Lizard Man. But the sighting that kind of made it famous and, and made it to national and, in fact, international news was one by a chap called Chris Davis. So Christopher Davis, he was 17. And he said that on the night of June 29th in 1988, he was driving back from work at about 2 a.m. And his tire blew out on um, one of the roads that runs alongside the swamp. So he gets out, he manages to change the tyre, and just as he's finishing, he hears thumping sounds behind him. And he turns around to see a humanoid lizard running towards him and remembers seeing red glowing eyes. So he mentions that... um, you know, the, the creature was kind of running towards him. He's run into his car. He's locked the doors. And then the creature has come up and attacked the car. He was saying he couldn't really see it because, you know, it's so tall. He could just see kind of the middle bit. Um, but so kind of saw very clearly that this creature had three big fingers um, and long black nails and green rough skin. Um, and when I read that description, <laughs> it's like, are they not claws, though? Because long black nails, to me, I'm like imagining, you know, those extensions that people have where you're like, you're on a keyboard, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, This is probably a no, but do you watch Bob's Burgers? Yes. It's on Netflix. I have seen it. I watched one yesterday where Louise gets really long fingernails and um, toenails and is running around going clackety, clackety, clackety. (laughs) And it was amazing. I find that really oddly soothing you know when you hear somebody typing and they've got really long nails yeah, yeah I quite like it yeah what is that I don't know but it makes me feel like nice I'm like oh that's nice some ASMR um, shit yeah <laughs> who knows anyway weird enjoyment of sounds aside Chris <laughs> Chris manages to kind of get in his car start driving away but the creature has jumped onto his roof and it's kind of latched onto it so he starts swerving the car from side to side to kind of try and throw it off <laughs> and eventually yeah. He eventually manages to lose the creature and drives home. When he gets back, he gets out of the car and finds that his side view mirror is badly damaged and he has some scratch marks on his roof, which I think if a giant fucking lizard monster has attacked you, that's not bad. You know, it could have been much worse. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So after his sighting, which, as we say, kind of made national news, people found it really interesting that this has happened. Um, Shocking yeah it's really that's unusual chris um but yeah so they saw these um so after he reported this sighting there were several more and they tended to involve like cars that were found near the swamp that had been scratched or attacked um two chaps reported um was it tom and mark wayne reported that their car had been attacked with the sides the sides of the doors gashed and dented the hood damaged and pieces of the engine torn out 
And it also looked like parts of the car had been chewed on. Um, now, because footprints what? were found, yeah, chewed on, like something like, had what, been chewing on the car. What? No, but when they were in it? <laughs> we don't know. I'm presuming not because they just talk about the damage to the car rather than we were in a car and a lizard was attacking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. <laughs> that seems like the kind of footnote if that was yeah i was like i'm so worried about my car guys <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna have to take it to quick fit um anyhow so yeah so damage to the car but interestingly they did find footprints near to the vehicle and they were three-toed footprints um so police investigated and made several plaster casts of the footprint and apparently they measured about 14 inches in length and when they were later analysed by biologists, the police were advised that the prints were unclassifiable. <gasps> so the tracks didn't match any kind of re existing recorded animal. They couldn't be mistaken for the footprints of any recorded animal. And they also dismissed the possibility that they could have been made by a mutated creature, which, OK, I think that's a bold statement to make. Like, you don't know. You, you know there could be a, a diabolical Bond villain. Say it again, Ria. So then, basically, what are they saying it could have been made by? It couldn't have been made by anything mutated. It couldn't have been made by people. It couldn't have been made by animals. That's basically what they did. They listed everything that it couldn't be made by. I mean, they sound bad at their jobs. I mean, they might be, unless it's something that no one's ever seen before, ever. Then, to be fair, you know, they're basically being like, well, we need to create something. How can you say it's not made by humans, definitively? Well, I guess humans don't traditionally have big lizard feet with three okay, toes. Okay, they don't mean it's not faked by a human. Well, I'm guessing, you know, totally I'm guessing that's something that... <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we not... Get a me? pedicure, babe. No. Um, I'm guessing that they will have, you know, kind of checked for it to be faked in some way as best they can. How? But again, like... it was the 80s, so who knows? That was potentially, you know, checking for it as best they can is probably looking at it being like, mm, it doesn't look fake. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think dave yeah i agree cool well, i think i think uh dave's cousin did it let's get him let's go buy a pet <laughs> let's arrest him but first burgers mm. i think our work is done should we go buy power suits yeah. nice <laughs> okay so shall we carry on so several more attacks followed in the years after um, and most of these are said to have occurred within a three mile radius of the swamps in bishopville um, at the time the local law enforcement you know were hearing kind of attacks about this lizard man they were obviously thinking they were quite skeptical but at the same time because of how many people were coming forward and the sort of number of significant sightings by fairly reliable people I don't know how well that goes, you know, or sorry, apparently reliable people. Um, but they were basically thinking that at least people had seen something, whether or not it was the lizard man, they agreed they'd seen something. However, what they offered as an alternative, I think, is a load of boo hockey. So they said it was probably more likely to be a bear than a lizard man. Now, I am not a bear expert. However, I think I could tell the difference between a bear and a big fuck-off lizard. But could you tell the difference if you were on drugs? <laughs> I mean, that's a good question, and I this don't This is your know. brain on drugs. Yeah, I mean, maybe not, but I don't think everybody was on drugs who what? saw it. Okay, what about a bear with mange? 
I mean, man. I thought that. I was like, maybe what is afflicting a bear to make it look like a lizard man? But do you know what? If 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 something is afflicting it so much that it looks like like something is wrong with that bear. That bear's dying. That bear's not hanging around for like years to be seen. That bear is gone moldy. It's not fucking up cars. And it's yeah, it's, it's not. It's walking around going, kill me. <laughs> um, anyhow, so these sightings attracted tourists. There was loads of interest in the creature. And for basically the next couple of years, there was loads of interest on kind of radio stations. Um, one local radio station offered a million pounds, uh, sorry, pounds? No, million dollar reward to anybody who could capture the creature alive, which would just be amazing. I'd love to get a million pounds for actually would I? Would I? Because I don't know what they'd do with the creature and they might be dicks to it. Yeah. I don't know. I think really uh we should just become freelance cryptozoologists. <gasps> that and is a do title. Do you think people would pay us millions for that? That is a title no, I, I want to tell people. People would pay us nothing for it, but it would still be fun. That's a title I want to oh, tell people I do at parties. You know, like I've had yeah, jobs that's in the past true. that I've that's been true. proud when people ask me what I do and I tell them and they're like, that sounds interesting. And then I've had jobs where I'm like, oh, I do admin and then they wander off. Oh, yeah. So, but cryptozoologists, they're, they're hanging around, aren't they? Especially the weirdos are hanging around. They're like, yeah, get involved. They're like, hey, Nina, that sounds super interesting. Tell us more about your job. Whereas when you say I'm an admin, they're like, OK, I've got to go now. This phone calls for me. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> cool. OK, so. Lots of excitement around it, lots of, you know, kind of buzz around the town. It brings in tourists who want to see it. Um, you've got this reward out to capture it alive. However, as time goes past, reports of the creature decline. You know, um, by the end of the summer, there's only one credible reporting left, and that is by Kenneth Orr, <laughs> who's an airman stationed at Shaw Air Force Base. Hang on, at Shaw Air Force Base. There we go. I'd written that badly. And he filed a report with the police that said he had encountered the lizard man on Highway 15 and that he'd managed to shoot it and wound it. And he presented loads of scales or some scales um, and a small amount of blood as evidence. So he put these in. All I could find about this statement later was that he recanted it after two days because he was arraigned for unlawfully carrying a pistol and the misdemeanor offence of filing a false release police report. So apparently he basically invented the sighting just to keep the stories of Lizard Man kind of going because it was starting to wane out of the public interest. Oh, yeah, no, I feel like you know, I, I feel like I was... appreciate his dedication. Yeah, it was a nice idea. Just he also, didn't think it through. Maybe don't lie to the police. Yeah, and and they've got busier things to be worrying about. You know, there's bigger stuff on their plate. This is what you bug the cryptozoologists for, guys. Call us. We're ready. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. we're ready <gasps> let's um, do some investigating <laughs> yeah. so kind of reports and sightings of lizard man have carried on in kind of odds and ends since then they were they were biggest um during the kind of late 80s um there were recent sightings so in 2015 um a woman called sarah berra of south carolina shot a photo of what she was you know seen as being like a tall anthropomorphic creature and it had red eyes a long tail claws but I've seen a photo of it and you can look it up. It does look like a terrible Doctor Who costume. <laughs> Hashtag all Doctor Who costumes. Yeah. We love that show, guys, but it needs a budget. It needs a budget. Um, 
so that was in 2015, but yeah, the photo was terrible. But then also later in that year, in August, a man called Jim Wilson reported sightings of a similar looking creature. And then in May, another man, in May, following May, who knows? Another local man recorded a video showing a dark figure with a tail darting around in the woods in Bishopville, South Carolina. So was it... <laughs> Was it a lizard man? Was it just a furry out running about? No one knows, but it did make the news. So that's exciting. Both um, equally terrifying. Both both equally like, oh, it could be an awkward encounter. Um, so there are loads of different theories about the identity of lizard man. Some are, you know, that we still have kind of living dinosaurs and that these are offshoots of evolution where the reptilian hierarchy has continued to evolve. Um, you know, and people have said, you know, at one point reptiles ruled the earth. Therefore, is it unrealistic to say that they couldn't become the dominant species now? I'm not sure. I'm yeah, not sure. I think that is unrealistic to say. Yeah. Okay. So apparently everyone, Nina, yeah. thinks that idea is crap. So we've got guns now. Been for that. Yeah, but I you've think seen Jurassic started. World, you know, depending on how big the lizards get, they could end up in charge. Not if they're on an island. They can have the island. They're probably not going to master plane travel. Yeah, that is true. Although, which island? A far, a distant one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just going to end on the fact that, um, so sceptical investigator, and I don't know what that means. Maybe he's a cryptozoologist or, I don't know, I'd quite like that title as well. I'm a sceptical investigator uh, called Ben Radford. He has disputed the details of the original, well, not the original story, but the second story by Chris Davis that made it into the newspaper because he said that um, Davis's story has changed in some accounts, you know, details, um, you know, were not the same as in others. And therefore that kind of holds the whole thing in dispute. We don't know whether that's actually more just like repeated tellings of it, you know, as the, as the kind of story goes on from from him and other people tell it, whether they're kind of changing those details. And as it gets passed down, um, things are elaborated on or things are, you know, sort of forgotten. Um, but basically, he was sort of able to pull the story apart a little bit. Like he questioned how Davis was able to see the lizard creature at 2 a.m. in a swamp area where there's not really loads of lighting hanging over there. It had um, red eyes. It did have, but you might just see two red dots running at you. But, you know, extrapolation, man. Yeah, I mean, true. Yeah. Um, and also the moon could have been really bright, potentially. That's, uh, my new suit um. theory. <laughs> extrapolation, man. I am extrapolation of the facts guy. Um, also, if there was an aggressive creature, why are there no other credible sightings? So if this was something that was going around attacking people, like, why wouldn't we know more about it, I guess? Um, yeah. Also, he said that the timing of the story didn't make sense. If he saw the creature in the shadows while he was closing the like trunk of his car, um, Davis still has to get back in his car and take off. Yet he claims that um, the creature was so fast it caught up to the car when he was already driving it. So there are kind of things that I guess you could pick apart. Although, however, he said that... Um, he did do a lie test, um, a lie detector test, and that perhaps it had all been a publicity stunt <gasps> in order to, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that would be for, though. <laughs> Come visit the swamps. We got a great big lizard. No one else has got a lizard this big. <laughs> Got I'd go. eyes. <laughs> I'd go. Maybe um, they are like cryptozoologists and they're trying to hook them in. Yeah. yeah could be. Could be. Who doesn't like cryptozoologists? I mean, not Write like in and let us know, guys. 
But essentially, there is no, we do not know if this, I mean, we do probably know this thing is not real, but there is no hard evidence to prove that the creature is, is real. However, lots of people have claimed to have seen it. But then lots of people also read the Daily Mail. So what you going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lots of people claim a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my story. That's the lizard man. Mm, weird. That's good. Yeah. Thanks. I'd, I'd like to... I could tell you were enjoying it, Rhea, by how little you spoke. Well, okay, look, guys, I'm having a really tough time with this pasta fucking... Oh, pasta. mate. Yeah, I am with you. I'm quite I, enjoying it. I'm, I'm really... Like, my glue is not enough, and I'm really mad at myself for not getting better glue. Um, oh, guys, should be. I remembered something. Sorry. Yeah. This is my favourite fact of my story this week. The whole time that I've been researching this, by which I mean reading the three, four articles that are linked from Wikipedia. Um, I've had, you know, that song Summer Breeze stuck in my head. But instead of Summer Breeze, I've been going, Lizard Man makes me feel fine. Yeah. All, all week. Going which Joe has loved. Yeah. Blowing this through guy. the swamps. That is my mind. <laughs> Bit of a self-digger. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Bria, carry on. Tell me about your pasta and it's the troubles you're having. Song. I like it. Thanks. Um, yeah, no, I've not, I've not been enjoying working with pasta. I'll be super honest. Yeah, I'm not loving it. Yeah, so, so that's what's happening. That's why I didn't say very much because I'm just like, fuck, fuck, make the pasta work. <laughs> I also you like to add that with the yeah. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> You're the artiest of us, so imagine what mine looks like right now. Mm, I don't think. Uh, yeah, mm. Mm, I think you better wait. <laughs> There's three-year-olds out there who've done better with macaroni and, you know, to be fair, oh. they haven't had to work with tagliatelle, so. Yeah, or a quinoa spaghetti. Curry-flavoured. Curry-flavoured quinoa spaghetti. <laughs> right, Nino, tell us your story. I don't want to because I want to do my pasta, but fine. <laughs> right, so I am doing the Jersey Devil. Ooh. Did you come across this? I have heard of it before, but actually it's one of those things I've heard about, but don't know. Yeah. And I don't know I, why. I've never heard of it. Maybe it will jog your memory as I go through. Mm. Um, so it's also known as the Leeds Devil. And it's a creature that is said to inhabit. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Started. Inhabit it's hard to talk. We know the that. Pine Barrens. South I just, I'm not very good at reading out loud because I think things while I'm reading at the same time. Oh, yeah, I know what you Instead mean. Instead of actually yeah. read. Yeah. I'm just having a little conversation in my head at the same time. <laughs> so, the Jersey Devil is a creature which is said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of South Jersey. It is often described as a kangaroo-like or wyvern-like creature. Rhea, mm. do you know what a wyvern is? I feel like you are most likely to. Uh, I don't know what a wyvern is, but I do know what a kangaroo is. So, uh, Relieved. Nice work. <laughs> It's so it's a, a wyvern is a winged dragon kind of. Oh. oh, I think I did know. I forgot. Yeah, it's too late now. It's too yeah. late to know. You can't now. claim it now because we won't yeah. believe you. Yeah. So it's uh, with a horse or goat like head, leathery bat like wings, horns, small arms with clawed hands, legs with cloven hooves, and a forked tail. 
It is reported to move quickly and often described as emitting a high-pitched, blood-curdling scream. And it was rumoured to cause droughts, crops to fail, cows to stop producing milk. um, And there were reports of it blowing the tops off trees, boiling streams, and it was blamed for the loss of all livestock. So kind of similar to Ria's one. Like, if something went wrong, they're like, oh, it's the Jersey Devil. Yeah. Maybe they were cousins. Is it possible that people are just shit at, at taking like responsibility? <laughs> Is that I mean, what's happening? No, Religion. I think I think they're cousins. I think I think that's what that is. Do you know what? I'm. I think we need to start introducing this on a day to day basis. Like you know, when things go wrong at work or something doesn't get done around the house, you like you know what that is? That's the Oxfordshire rabbit. Don't fucking say it's a rabbit. Oh, I'm sorry. What What do you want it to be? The We're inventing it now. It can be anything. Dog. No. Spaniel lab like, cross. No, leave Bo alone. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fair enough. I see your point. Your passive aggressive point. Maybe I it's mean, just I aggressive, would say actually. It's always just aggressive. So, where did I get to? Um, so, yeah, it, were, it got blamed for everything. Um, and some people believed the devil appeared every seven years, and others said it foreshadowed disaster and foretold of war. Oh. So we've got some origin stories. Um, so it's basically like a local myth, legend thing. So there are a few different versions. Um, so one story tells of a young Leeds Point girl who had fallen in love with a British soldier. The townsfolk opposed the match, calling the liaison an act of treason, and they cursed the girl. And according to legend, when she later gave birth to a child, it became known as the Leeds Devil. Cool Even nickname though, right? Nothing wrong with it, apparently. Oh. And then another variation tells of a young woman who encountered a passing gypsy begging for food. The young woman was frightened and refused, and the gypsy cursed her for her refusal. And years later, in 1850, with the curse forgotten, the girl gave birth to her first child, and he became a devil and fled into the woods. Oh. And then this one, which I think is like the main sort of story, um, is... Uh, according to popular folklore, the Jersey Devil originated with a Pine Barrens resident named named Jane Leeds, known as Mother Leeds, um, which is also why it's the Leeds Devil. And the legend states that the Mother Leeds had 12 children and after finding out she was pregnant for a 13th time, cursed the child in frustration, crying that it would be the devil. Oh, nice. That's that's not a very good family dynamic, is it? No, it's not no. great. It's also like mean kids. to kind of like pick on babies, you know? Well, it would, does it mean if they're not born yet? Uh, I mean, they picked on the pregnant mother, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So she, she cursed the child in frustration. Oh. She cursed um, her own child. Oh. I also see. kind of a dick move, though. But yeah. I get it. I get it. You get it, do you? I think I was a bit of a pain in the bum when I was little, you know. I think if my mum had cursed me to be a devil, I'd, I'd get where she was coming from. One time I ate an entire jar of Branston pickle. Um, what's wrong with that? That's fine. Well, no, I just don't think toddlers are meant to. <laughs> Why? Is there a law? I don't know. That feels like too many rules, man. <laughs> that was the freedom of the 80s. Kids can eat pickle. They can do what they like. <laughs> I love pickle. Pickle That's is great. great. That is so gross. <laughs> you fucking gross. 
Um, so let me carry on. <laughs> I've got a little quote here, which I liked. In 1735, Mother Leeds was in labour on a stormy night while her friends gathered around her. The room flickered with candlelight. The wind howled. Born as a normal child, the 13th child changed to a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, it beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines. Wow. I like the idea that it beat everyone with its tail. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I just like the idea of like you're at a party and you're just like, you know what, fuck everyone here. And then you just fly out the chimney and live Bam. in the Well, I know episode. that I know that none of us have had kids, Ria, but I'm not sure <laughs> that after you've birth, it is a party. You know? Yeah. I'm also, not sure can the you whole imagine event is a party? <laughs> can you imagine relatives coming around being like, and we're just here to see young Tamas and they're like, Well, actually he turned into a winged goat and flew up the chimney. So yeah, you can put the gifts in the corner. Yeah. So you a fucking casserole because I'm fucking tired now. <laughs> so in some versions of the tale, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch and the child's father was the devil himself. And in other versions, um, other versions state that there was an attempt by local clergymen to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens. Oh. So that's its origin story. I like it. Vague. <laughs> I mean, they're all vague, aren't they? They're myths. Where did the Loch Ness Monster come from? Don't know. Loch Ness. But people believe it's there. It's yeah, true. some people believe it's a leftover dinosaur. What do the you one? believe, Ria? I mean, I don't think it would live that long. Uh, if it was a leftover dinosaur sharks they're really long yeah no that's true and actually no you're right you're right and and turtles do as well not like millions and billions of years but... yeah i was gonna say but we like turtles they can live as long as they want sharks probably just need to fuck off really well, honestly the the amount of times i i've been attacked by a shark is zero so they have fucked off yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's implying that they were around in the first place to then leave. Okay, so here's the thing. I had a, like, I watched Jaws when I was little, and I had a dream that Jaws, um, like, came in, like, through the living room window uh, of my friend's house. What? No, you're not Bothwell. I was going to say, that is literally the recurring nightmare that I had, which stemmed the fear of sharks. But also, it wasn't a nightmare for me, because I'd... <laughs> It was around my friend's house and, and uh, because we'd also watched a uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. So that was on the TV and then Jaws came smashing in. And it was wearing... I was going to say, was it wearing like a fishnet and corsets yeah. being like, how do, do I? <laughs> no, it was just like, oh, look, now we have to stop watching that. Like, okay. Let's take a swim to the left. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. great. The thing the same thing happened to Bothwell and she was traumatised for life yeah for like ever and can't even really walk near puddles so hey now I got in the sea when we went on holiday if you recall and I was only slightly scared the whole time it's so, yeah okay yeah. I was also scared of that, that. it's scary like there's it is. jellyfish it's, in there man it's also very big yeah I'm scared of how I'm scared of big things but also jellyfish <laughs> but also <laughs> small things such as jellyfish i'm not i'm not scared of jellyfish like i don't want to encounter one 
But something that looks a bit like an errant plastic bag is less bothersome <laughs> to me than a giant fucking mouth with seven layers of teeth well, and dead eyes. And then the other thing is seaweed that's floating around will touch your leg. <sighs> yeah, again, I can I can probably cope with that more than the jaws of death, you know? Uh, maybe I have weird fears. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it's possible. You know what I fear most at this moment? Jersey Devil. The length of this podcast. This is yeah, it's true. We should let Nina finish. Nina, go. So I've got some sightings. Oh, I was going to show you a picture of it. I'm going to midway show you a picture of it because I forgot to show you at the start. Okay. So this is the horse-headed... This oh, he's hooped her up. I thought he had like little um, T-Rex style arms. <laughs> Well, I, he is described as having like little, some things say he's got claws, but I think he looks kind of cute. Yeah, he does look kind of cute. He looks I would name him stupid. Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. And he looks like he's got little shoes on. Oh, he does. They're like little slippers. Adorable. I love Jersey Devil. We should keep him. Got my evening slippers on. Okay. So, things of this little horsey thing according to legend while the owner was visiting the hanover mill works to inspect cannonballs being forged he spotted a flying creature and fired a cannonball directly upon it to no effect what i mean <laughs> cannonballs hurt man yeah i've seen them they knock holes through walls i love cannonballs they're so great and you can pick them up and you can walk around with them and they're heavy but they're kind of spherical it feels nice anyway carry on sorry no you <laughs> no you we'll do a new podcast Please. about the love of cannonballs cannon cast i like them i can't tell if that's sarcasm or sincerity no but i just I don't think power she, through yeah she loves a cannibal cannibal <laughs> cannonball not cannibal no, cannibals I'm less keen on. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. So, during 1840 and 1841, there were reports of several livestock killings accompanied by tracks and screams. In January 1909, newspapers published hundreds of claimed encounters with the Jersey Devil from all over the state, including claims the creature attacked a trolley car and a social club. Police <gasps> a social club? <laughs> What social club? Was it women's women's what? Women, women's women's <laughs> for the women's woman. What's the WI? Is that women's institution? Yeah, it is. But I prefer the women's women for women who like women. The women's woman. We should really let Nina do her story. <laughs> Feels like we've really Just... ruined your story, Nina. Um. Did I say? No, I didn't get to say because <laughs> Rhea was freaking out about the social club. Police supposedly fired on the creature to no effect. But the social club was the bit that Rhea was excited about in that sentence. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, yes, we're just going off down the social. Oh, no, there's a Jersey devil. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really weird if that happened because that is a very British accent. It was like the Downton Abbey meets the Jersey Devil. Do that in a Jersey accent. Oh my God! I don't. I don't even know. Bob's. Can you do it? I can't. I don't even I don't know what a Jersey accent is. Is it? Is it's it like, like a... New, New. It's like New York. New, New oh, Jersey. is it that? Oh, I thought it was the Jersey as in the Jersey Island. No, no. Jersey Isles. Is there a Jersey Isles? I was gonna say in America, but then I didn't. 
New Jersey. Mm. Oh, it's the Jersey Devil. No, I can't do it. That's pretty good. That was adorable. (laughs) So, police supposedly fired on the creature to no effect. Um, And soon after the newspaper story, sightings of creatures resembling the Jersey Devil were being reported throughout South Jersey and surrounding areas. And that's South Jersey in America, not the island. (laughs) Not Jersey and Guernsey, which is what I had in my head. Um, Widespread news coverage prompted a number of schools to close and workers to stay home. Vigilante groups and groups of hunters roamed the countryside in search of the devil. In December 1925, a father in Greenwich shot an unidentified animal as it attempted to steal his chickens and then photographed the corpse. And afterwards, he claimed that none of a hundred people he showed it to could identify it. Were any of them like biologists? (laughs) Uh, They were all cryptozoologists, Bobs. Oh, they flocked to Jersey. (laughs) I see. And on 27th July 1937, an unknown animal with red eyes was seen by residents, even though it's not described as having red eyes in any of the previous things. Oh, it must have been one of ours that got loose. Yeah. Lizard man on holiday. <laughs> Um, and in 1951, a group of new Jews, New Jews, new Jews, new Jersey boys, <laughs> claimed to have seen a monster matching the devil's description. And during 1960, tracks and noises heard near May's Landing were claimed to be from the Jersey Devil. And the same year, the merchants around Camden offered a $10,000 reward for the capture of the Jersey Devil, even offering to build a private zoo to house the creature if it was captured. Um, I'm just going to tell you quickly about one hoax. Um, other ones were like faking of horse hooves, which is pretty easy to fake. Yeah, you could just use um, horseshoes, right? Yeah, or a horse. Coconuts. Oh, yeah. Or a horse. (laughs) I was like, they could put the shoes on their feet and just kind of like trot along in a pair. I don't think coconuts would look like horseshoes (laughs) in the snow. But... (laughs) So the proprietor of Philadelphia's Art Street Museum admitted that it was in danger of closure unless Norman Jeffries, described as the publicist for a museum... And renowned hoaxer Uh, came up with something to boost attendances. I feel like the clue is in the title there. Yep, I tried to look it up. No more information about him. I don't know if he's just renowned hoaxer for this incident. (laughs) (laughs) And that seems like a weird thing to call him. Museum renowned hoaxer. I, I would like that role. I think that would be great. How much do you think that would pay yearly? I think about as much as a cryptozoologist. Yeah. Anyway, so hang on, this is quite recent though. So this is like the 1960s, which is not in fact 40 years ago, it's like 60 years ago, but still. Um the, those are like the more recent ones. So this thing with renowned hoaxer Norman Jeffries was in 1999. Uh, Sorry, I need to put. Beautiful. <laughs> you are glorious. I must paint you with pasta. <laughs> So in 1909, um, renowned hoaxer Norman Jeffries decided that a captive Jersey Devil would be the ideal crowd puller. So he planted newspaper stories about sightings of the devil. And with his animal trainer friend, Jacob, he bought a kangaroo from a circus and attached artificial claws and bat wings onto it with glue. (gasps) Did the kangaroo punch him? I hope it did. They declared to the public they had captured the devil and it was displayed at the museum, which is 
why you put kangaroo in a museum it makes it sound like it was stuffed but then they say they captured it um but anyway Mm. 20 years later he admitted to the hoax i mean couldn't everyone just be like dude that that's a kangaroo with some bat wings stuck to it with hot glue i don't know did how well traveled were kangaroos in 1909 (laughs) (laughs) the world is like what So sceptics believe the Jersey Devil to be nothing more than a creative manifestation of the early English settlers' bogeyman stories, the byproduct of the historical local disdain for the Leeds family, the misidentification of known animals and rumours based on common negative perceptions of the local rural population of the Pine Barren, known as Pineys. I don't know if I'm being incredibly offensive saying that, but it's on Wikipedia, so I'm saying it. Mm. Let us know, Pineys, if you are listening. Wait, hang on, is that the offensive term? Let us know, Pine occupants, if that is an offensive term. So the the Pine Barrens had a frightening reputation, um, which they think might have contributed to the Jersey Devil legend, as historically they were the Pine Barrens were considered inhospitable. Um, because gangs of highwaymen were known to rob and attack travellers passing through the barrens. Um, and I think also the weather (laughs) (laughs) plus it rains a lot guys so you know Um, so during the 1700s and 1800s residents of the isolated pine barrens were deemed the dregs or outcasts of society poor farmers, fugitives, bandits Native Americans, poachers moonshiners, runaway slaves and deserting soldiers so-called pineys have sometimes fostered certain frightening stories about themselves and the Pine Barrens to discover to nope <laughs> to discourage outsiders or intruders from entering the Barrens. Um, an outdoorsman and author who spent several seasons living in the wilderness of the Pine Barrens recounts occasions when terrified hikers mistook him for the Jersey Devil after he covered his whole body with mud to repel mosquitoes. Oh, does that work? <laughs> I don't know. I guess so. Otherwise, why is he doing it? Well, I mean, I don't know. People try lots of stupid things. He, he's an outdoorsman, so he's probably more knowledgeable than I am on the subject. Medical sociologist Robert E. Bartholomew and author Peter Hassel cite the 1909 series of sightings and the subsequent public panic as a classic example of mass hysteria begun by a regional urban legend. And then I'm just going to end on... One New Jersey group called the Devil Hunters refer to themselves as official researchers of the Jersey Devil and devote time to collecting reports, visiting historic sites and going on nocturnal hunts in the Pine Barrens in order to find proof that the Jersey Devil does in fact exist. And to this date, they've still not been successful. (laughs) (laughs) And they're still trying. But they are official. Well, uh, are yeah. they cryptozoologists though? Cryptozoologists, I think they are. You know, I think I think they're doing the work for all of us. Nina, I enjoyed that. The Jersey Devil, guys. I don't know if any of our cryptids are real. I'm going to put it out there. <gasps> they are weird, but I don't think they're real. Um, I mean, I feel like you're being pretty uh, uh, close-minded, but. I mean, I am, but all our st- like none of our stories can confirm. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, though the very definition of cryptid is unsubstantiated creature. So, 
So as soon as it becomes substantiated, it is no longer a creature. It is just creature. Yes. Classified it's just tid. <laughs> yeah, it's just tid. Cool. Okay, so how is everybody's artwork? Uh, I mean, great. Great. Oh, nice. Oh, my God, you've got shading. <laughs> it's curried pasta. I had to stop because it was my story time, but I'm going to finish oh, it. Oh, I nice. It. it doesn't have a head yet. I like it. I had to send a picture of mine because I can't move it because bits fall off. Um, so mine looks a bit like a giant moomin attacking. I doubt your dedication to sparkle motion. <laughs> my crafts have lacked a little in the last couple of weeks. Oh I am aware. God. I love your ones. I like, I'm, I just, it's very whimsical. It kind of looks like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> like, but also, ahead. don't you think like an enlarged moomin? Yeah, it's the fingers. It looks like it's conducting on some kind of music. It's yeah, got jazz hands. And he's got heels. It is a little Moominesque, and yes, it does have heels. And jazz hands. It. It's very jazzy. Um, can we talk about what topic we're going to do next week? We need to get sock hat. So, I, guys, I found where the sock hat was. It had gone through the wash, and all the topics were... <gasps> Oh no! But it was fine because I'd already remade another one. So we've got a new sock hat. Did you put that sock back in the drawer for Nat to put on another day? Because that would have been hilarious. Probably, yeah. I don't know what I did with it. (laughs) I think I put it back in the wash. Amazing. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to deal with that now. Put it back in the wash. (laughs) That's where I put things I don't want to deal with. So next week we are doing cult. Cults. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Depressing as hell, but, but also, also really weird. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and weird. I like it. So, we need so, um, a craft. If you enjoyed this session, you should like and subscribe and rate and all of that stuff. If and you didn't review. enjoy it, you should do none of those things. Please if you just didn't leave. Enjoy it, you should do it anyway. <laughs> And just, you know, give us a boost because we but love you. We don't want bad reviews, though, please. Yeah, I don't want a one star. I just don't. Yeah. Just if don't you don't like it, just just go. It's cool. We get it. Yeah. But There's other I, podcasts for you. Even if you didn't like it, you can spend a minute rating us highly. Like, what? <laughs> You're not going to hurt you. <laughs> um, also, but actually, if you didn't enjoy it, respect for listening to the whole thing. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for sticking yeah. with it. How did you get this far and hate it? like I yeah but then again we listened to your whole Twilight story last week and it was worth it for the end <laughs> so oh, that's why they hung so in was. hopefully it was worth it for the end for these guys maybe yeah. um, don't forget as well if you've been crafting along with us and you have pictures that we can look at please tag us in hashtag weirding hour on Instagram for us to see them um, episodes are released on a Thursday and if you want to know where we got all our information from, <laughs> hashtag Wikipedia, um, you can also check out the description for the episodes and it will say all of our um, sources. Yes. Forgot that word. <laughs> so I guess. Craft along with us next week and you can... Oh, what are we doing next week? Oh, yeah. Um... How do we feel about revisiting a craft? Because I tell you what I would love to give another go of, but I don't know if this is going to be allowed, is embroidery. I would love to do that. Nina, it takes how do you... so long. Yeah, it does. Have you finished your last one, Butterwell? No, I have not. 
how about we revisit embroidery once you finish your first embroidery? (laughs) Oh, fine. Um, Man, she's mean. But also, if you've got ideas for topics, can you please email us at weirdinghour at gmail.com? What about origami? Yeah, origami. Fucking, that's hard, guys. Do you know origami cults? Origami (laughs) in school. Yes. But making sculptures out of paper, we've all got paper. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. And I've got a fuck ton of instructions. I can share them with you. Amazing. Um, Can we settle with origami, Nina? Yeah, as long as Rita doesn't read us instructions for the whole podcast. I'm not going to... I'm going to just post them to you. Still a better love story than... But like... (laughs) (laughs) Than Twilight! (laughs) Yeah, guys, can I just talk to you about Twilight a little bit? (laughs) It's like you are like in a pyramid scheme, but it's Twilight. (laughs) Guys, do you you have a second? I'd really just like to talk to you about about Twilight. I'd love to talk to you more about cryptids. I honestly would. I would love to talk to you about the black-eyed children, but I won't. I won't right now. I'll save that for another time. Um, Is there other stuff we have to say to everyone? We just have to say goodbye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye, weirdos. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I love you. (laughs) 